We devote our thoughts to the one tusked Lord. We meditate on him who has a curved trunk. May the tusked one guide us on the right path. Ganabhati Attava Shisha. Hinduism caters to all aspects of an individual's nature. Therefore, it accepts that there are four goals in life which are prompted by our desire for righteousness, our desire for wealth, desire for love, and finally, our desire for liberation. Ganesha's four hands stand for these four purusharthas, or the goals of life, which are known as dharma, artha, kama, and moksha. The middle two, which pertain to material life, are also given a proper place in the life of the human being. It will be noticed that these two are hemmed in by dharma, or righteousness, on one side, and moksha, or liberation, on the other. If our desire for wealth and love are guided by righteousness, they will lead us to moksha, or liberation. Ganesha's two tusks represent duality, or the pairs of opposites in life such as pleasure and pain, sorrow and joy, and so on. But Ganesha is known as Erdadanta, or the one with one tusk. His right tusk is broken. This shows that the man of perfection is not under the sway of these opposites. He has consciously broken off from this world of duality. He is very often seen to hold this tusk in his right hand like a pen, denoting the creative capacity of the man of wisdom. The right side normally denotes Brahman, or the changeless reality, and the left, the creative power, or Shakti. The broken right tusk indicates that the man of perfection is permanently established in a state of Brahmic consciousness. The unbroken left tusk shows that he is also actively fulfilling his role in society. There are many stories about how he got only one tusk. Parashurama, who was a disciple of Shiva, went to Kailasa. At the door to the inner apartments, Ganesha barred his passage as his father was asleep. Parashurama insisted on going in and Ganesha obstructed him strongly. When he tried to push his way through, Ganesha started to fight and seized Parashurama with his trunk and twirled him round so that he fell down senseless. On recovering, Parashurama threw his axe at Ganesha. The latter recognized it as his father's weapon, given to Parashurama by Shiva, and received it with all humility upon one of his tusks, which thus became severed. Parvati was highly incensed at this, and was about to curse Parashurama when Brahma appeared and appeased her indignation. He promised her that her son would be worshipped before all other gods. Another story in the Skanda Purana describes his encounter with a demon called Sindura or Gajasura who had an elephant's head. During the course of his fight with the demon, he broke off one of his tusks and used it as a weapon. The broken tusk is symbolic of the shedding of the ego. The single tusk indicates the non-dualistic aspect of the mind when it merges with the Brahman, thus effacing the phenomenal world. In the story of Gajasura, 
It should be noted that demon as well as God had elephant heads. The esoteric meaning of the story is of Ganesha curbing the elephant-headed demonic ego by breaking off one tusk and thus focusing on the Atman within with his single pointed tusk. Another story claims that Ganesha broke off one tusk in order to use it as a stylus when he became the scribe of Vyasa. This story will be narrated in full later. The esoteric interpretation of the one tusk also shows single-pointed attention to whatever is being done. This is a very important aspect for anyone who wants to accomplish an important job. His two feet stand for Siddhi and Buddhi, who are his consorts. Buddhi is discriminating knowledge, wisdom and sagacity. Siddhi is success, fulfillment and attainment. He has exceptionally large ears. That is how he got the name Shur Pakarna, which means having ears like winnowing baskets. They resemble a type of flat basket that is used in India to sift the chaff from the grain. Of course, all elephants have large ears that act like antenna to receive all possible sounds. He gets transmission from all sides and is thus able to gauge every situation. He makes a decision only after having gathered all possible information. Hence, Ganesha's large ears help him to winnow all the information received and keep only that which is essential. In an esoteric sense, he can sift the chaff from the grain, discern the real from the unreal, like the proverbial swan which is supposed to be able to separate milk from water when both are mixed together. His big belly is meant to be a symbol of the whole universe. All the events of the world emerge from the cauldron of his belly. No power in the world is capable of subjugating him. He who has mastered his mind has mastered the world. A circle is an accepted symbol of the universe. It describes the completeness or fullness of anything. His huge belly also signifies his capacity to digest all the information received through his highly sensitive ears and trunk. He has small eyes. This shows his ability for making minute observations. He has great powers of observation and can ferret out the truth through any camouflage. His benign but steady look sees everything, both good and bad, in the object viewed. Very often he, he is seen with a third eye, which is a symbol of the higher faculties. Though he is born from the earth, he lives in eternity. All Brahmins have to wear a sacred thread across their left shoulder. This is a symbol of their caste and the fact that they have been invested with a large amount of responsibilities like chanting the Gayatri Mantra and looking after the spiritual welfare of the public. Normally this is made out of three strands of cotton thread. These three strands stand for the Ida, Sushumna and Pingala which are the nadis, or subtle parts of psychic energy through which the Shakti of the Kundalini arises. This unawakened Kundalini Shakti is often compared to a coiled-up serpent. In fact, it is commonly known as the serpent power. It is possible that one of the reasons for his using a snake as a sacred thread instead of ordinary threads is to denote that he is the presiding deity of the Kundalini Shakti in the Muladhara Chakra, and is thus the custodian of the mystic serpent power. It also indicates his deep compassion for all creatures, 
even those that are considered dangerous and feared by most people. His father Shiva too has great love for snakes and even wears them as ornaments. When Gajanana set out to vanquish Vigna, the spirit of obstacles, the gods equipped equipped him with their own accoutrements and weapons. Shiva gave him the crescent moon and the bow and arrows, Brahma the sacred thread, Vishnu the conch and discus, Indra the thunderbolt, Varuna the noose and Yama the kajal. Kastigaya gave him a spear and Kubera a jewel pot. Lakshmi gave sheaves of corn and sugarcane to him. Thus Gajanana had all the appurtenances and weapons of all the gods. However, his main weapons are those used by the elephant trainer to subdue an elephant. One is the rope or pasha used to bind the pachyderm, and the other is the ankusha or gold used to prod him to walk faster. Ganesha uses the noose for controlling the senses that run hither and thither like unbridled horses and will lead to our downfall if left uncontrolled. The noose in Ganesha's hand symbolizes the reins of discrimination by which we can control the senses. The gold is generally used by mahouts to control elephants on the rampage. Our passions can be compared to mad elephants and the gold alone can subdue them and bring them to heel. Under their sway, a man becomes a mad elephant and can commit any atrocity. The rope also signifies the passions that bind us to material life and the gold has to be used to prod us into giving up these attachments. The noose and gold also denote his all-pervasiveness and grace. He can throw the noose and lasso at anyone, however far they might be, and bring them directly under his care. Even evildoers are not shut out of his all-encompassing love. The gold is used to prick them and bring them to heal. In an esoteric sense, the bow stands for the mind, the noose for the will, the gold for the intellect and the arrow for the power of action. Very often he is seen with a half moon on his head, which he has inherited from his father. The moon and the forehead ensures that the brain is always calm and cool, whatever the circumstances. The moon is always supposed to have a cooling effect. He wears a pearl necklace with 108 beads. The pearl is a symbol of affluence combined with purity. It also has a direct connection with the moon. The number 108 has great significance in Hindu mythology. All japamalas or rosaries have 108 beads. It is believed that the normal person breathes 1,008 times in 12 hours. Each bead when chanted with a mantra gives the effect of 100 counts so we can cover the whole day with one round of the japamala. His jewel crown represents this many-splendid universe that we live in. Other things that are associated with Ganesha are his favorite food articles. Modagam, or the sweet ball, is definitely his favorite and has to be offered to him on all important functions. In fact, the word modagam means that which gives great joy. It also denotes jnana, or supreme wisdom that confers bliss. It reminds us that bliss is within the reach of all of us. It does not lie outside us, but within us. The fact that he holds it in his hand indicates that he is capable of giving this bliss, the real sweetness of life that only the enlightened can savor. The rat also holds a small sweet ball 
and looks at Ganesha pleadingly, as if asking his permission to eat it. This sweet ball held in the paws of the rat represents earthly joys that the spiritual seeker can enjoy if he places them under the control of his higher self. His natural impulses need not be suppressed, but only sublimated. Sugarcane is another of his favorite foods. This, of course, denotes his identification with the elephant. Three animals are connected with him, the elephant, the snake, and the mouse. He has the head of an elephant with only one tusk, and he wears a serpent either as a girdle around his waist or as a band across his shoulder, and his mount is a mouse. All these composite aspects go to make him one of the most adorable of all deities in the Hindu pantheon. The fact that the insignificant mouse is shown as his mount is the most enigmatic portion of his figure. A mouse is a creature of the earth and has its existence in burrows and holes on the ground. Its body and head touch the earth most of the time. It cares not only for the satisfaction of its palate. The fact that Ganesha rides on it denotes that the liberated man keeps his worldly desires completely under control. Consciousness, according to Indian belief, is ingrained even in the grains of sand. It turns into intelligence after passing through the rudimentary forms. The mouse is a fitting symbol for this. It has a primitive intelligence encased in ignorance and is thus restless, avaricious and worried. On the other hand, the elephant is a symbol of strength, strength and wisdom. It indicates a strength and power lying hidden in our nature and also arouses reverence in us. The figure of Ganesha on the mouse thus suggests that the human being has both characteristics within him. The elephant is normally calm and composed. It is a majestic creature with immense potential power. The rat, on the other hand, is a restless animal, constantly running here and there in its frenetic quest for food. The human being has the power to be calm and majestic with an ever-expanding consciousness stretching to the infinite. But he continues to be a rat and rush about in the rat race of life fighting and squabbling over trivialities. These two animals symbolize the two stages of consciousness, the primitive and the expanded states. The human body, as in the figure of Ganesha, is in between these two and connects them. Thus his whole form paints a graphic picture of the immense possibility of the human being to reach the hitherto unattained heights of consciousness. Evolution of life so far has not meant an evolution of consciousness, but the evolution of the equipment to express higher states of consciousness. Despite his latent ability to attain superconsciousness, the human being continues to live the life of a restless, frightened rat concerned only with his material needs. The figure of Ganesha mounted on the rat encourages us to focus our energies in finding the supreme goal in life. The elephant is the largest of the vertebrates and the mouse the smallest, and they contrast sharply with one another. One can trample the other to death. There is an esoteric meaning in this also. The Lord takes care of and loves even the smallest of his creations, and is even prepared to use this little creature as his vehicle, thus raising him to a high status. Another meaning is this. There are two ways of overcoming obstacles. One can trample over them like an elephant, or one can find small holes and chinks through which one can sleep, 
slipping unnoticed like a mouse and gain the same objective with less damage. Again, the rat is a creature that is always looking out for a means of survival in the material world. Ganesha brings it under control and curbs his destructive power. The rat is a symbol of the mind with his endless craving and seeking for sustenance from the material world. Ganesha is the one who curbed the asura, trishna, or the thirst for material enjoyments. He has to be invoked to curb this tendency of our minds, to consider that only the things of the world will satisfy us and make us discover a new world of the spirit by which our inordinate thirst for objects will be tuned down to the thirst for the divine alone. This will happen only when we realize once and for all that the divine alone is capable of satisfying us. The traditional meaning of the mouse is that it stands for kutarka or perverse arguments. Everyone in a high position knows how the difficulty of having to face perverse arguments that stand in the way of any enterprise. So Ganesha rides on this and keeps such arguments under control. Only two of his figures as Vijaya Ganapati and Srishti Ganapati are seen to be riding a mouse. It's a Matsya Purana that declares for the first time that a mouse is an essential part of the image of Ganapati. The Ganapati Upanishad describes how he conquered the Asura Gachamukha who changed himself into a huge mouse. Ganesha subdued him and used him as a mount. The Taittiriya Upanishad describes, describes the fight between Agni, the god of fire, and the other gods. Agni disappeared into the earth and later assumed the form of a mouse. This mouse is presented to Shiva who in turn gave it to his son Ganesha who had no vehicle of his own. Thus, there are many stories about the mouse, each interesting in its own way. Gajaninam bhodaganadisevidam kabidvajam bhophala charu bhakshanam umasudam shogavinashakaragam namami vignesharapadapangajam I salute the lotus feet of Lord Ganesha, who has the face of an elephant, and is the son of Uma Parvati, who is served by all beings, who relishes sugarcane and other fruits, and is the destroyer of all grief. From the Sri Ganashtagam. Om Gam Ganapataye Namaha Hari Om Tat